Welcome to another episode of Experience with Ali Tsunami. First game of the day was supposed to be a big one. It was between Chelsea and Leicester. And Leicester is a team that just keeps disappointing this season. I still find it amazing that you can play with three centre-backs and concede that many goals from set pieces. What's even more weird is that Chelsea didn't look like a dominant team in most of the games this season. They're trying to slow down the game and use their chances. And they do it kind of perfectly so far. What's even bigger for them is that they qualified for next stage of the Champions League. They had got, had a hard game against Juventus and I didn't have any expectation from that game because as we know both of the managers are defensively oriented. But Chelsea ended up destroying them. Chababa scored their, his first goal in the Champions League. And he's making a name for himself. He's playing a lot of games. Aspilicueta is not first choice anymore. Christiansen either. And if one of them is playing, Thiago Silva is on the bench. But the player that scored against Juventus is Rich James. And he is probably the best player so far this season. He's been so great. One of the players that played had a good game as well is Loftus-Cheek. He was really strong on the ball. His technique was great during the game, and if he keeps playing like this, he can be big threat to Kovacic, because he will get more chances. We know that Saul is leaving, he won't play anymore for Chelsea from January, Barkley will be there, but Loftus-Cheek might be in battle with Kovacic about that third midfield spot, because Kante and Jorginho are looking like first options at the moment, but with rotation, Kovacic is third option. And Loftus-Cheek might be ended up might end up being there. Manchester United played against Watford, and that ended up being Solskjaer's last game as a manager. And I, and ironic thing is, the player that didn't play at all while Solskjaer was manager ended up scoring the last goal while with him on the bench. Donny won the back, and it wasn't just the goal. Won the back was great in that game. He had a lot of good. Passes. His true balls were amazing. He could have gotten few assists if the rest of the team were doing their job. Also, the thing that got to me is Harry Maguire. He was terrible during the game. He ended up receiving a red card, losing the ball, and that ended up in penalty kick against United. And he does these kind of things during his spell it united regularly he is not strong on the ball he does not have a vision he tends to overcomplicate things and blaming other players for it when you look at Lindelof he's so much better with ball at his legs than Harry Maguire is but people still don't trust him and don't see him as a reliable option even though Lindelof was one of the best players during the game against Villarreal. Now that Solskjaer left, the question is, who will replace him? They are looking at Zidane, but it looks like his family does not want to move to Manchester because of his job. And they are also looking at Mauricio Pochettino. If we actually look at their previous jobs, Pochettino would be a better fit for United. 
because he knows how to work with young players and he can help them develop. While Zinedine Zidane can be better fit for Paris Saint-Germain because he can manage those big names and do what's necessary. In the game against Villarreal, Carrick was the head coach and he did what he had to. He won the game, he helped them qualify for the next round of the Champions League. But that was an easy win. They have saved few of the big chances against them and United just had to wait until Villarreal make some mistakes and they used those chances to score. Carrick made few changes. Martial started the game on the last wing instead of Rashford and Bruno Fernandes was benched as well when the, be- when the back started the game. But what's important both for Manchester United and Sancho is that he scored. This will help him with his confidence and if they decide for the right manager that will utilize him in the best way on that right wing, it will be beneficial. Game of the week in the Premier League was between Arsenal and Liverpool. Arsenal was too scared. They didn't want to pressure at all. They just wanted to defend the whole game. Arteta wanted to win more than any of the players on the field. He even got in the little accent with Jurgen Klopp. And I love to see it. It, sh- it shows that he has passion, that he wants to show his players that he is with them. That he is not just there to sit at the bench and wait for the end of the game. Liverpool have a lot of issues with injuries in their midfield, but it turns out that Thiago was there for them when they needed him the most. This is the best game he played for Liverpool so far. He kept it simple, he moved a lot, he didn't overcomplicate anything, didn't go into necessary dribblings and stuff like that. And that even resulted with him scoring against Porto in the Champions League game. And this will probably be the contender of the se- for the goal of the season. But Arsenal midfield players did the exact the opposite thing from that. Wakonga had so many mistakes that led to Liverpool creating chances. Tavares also did the same thing. He looks great when he stays wide and while he attacks. But... He does not know how to use his right leg. So when he tried to pass the ball back in the middle, he ended up passing the ball right to the, mid- to the Liverpool players that led to the counter-attacks. But with all the things we saw with Arsenal so far this season, it just shows us that they need a new striker. Most of the players are fitting in. They are trying to develop as much as they can and to grow. But Aubameyang is there just to ruin everything. He is not a player that he used to be. He is not fast, as fast anymore. He is not good in the box anymore. He even destroys chances for the rest of the players in the team. So that's the thing they have to target during the next transfer window. If they want to be any better than they are at the moment. Liverpool also won against Porto in the Champions League. And Porto was... Better team for the bigger part of the game, but they didn't use any of their chances, and that led to Liverpool scoring later on. Conte grabs his first win as well. They play against Leeds, and 
Tottenham didn't look good. They scored twice, conceded once, but they are struggling too much. They are not creating enough. And when you look at it, before they scored, they didn't create any chances that led to them having shot on the goal in almost three games. And that's ridiculous. Especially when you think that they're the team that want to be in the Champions League next season. Whenever they are in action where none of them have the ball at their legs, neither one of them cares. They all stop moving and just wait for the ball to get to them. So that leaves both wingbacks and midfield players a tough spot because they have to create something without three players running in space. So if Conte doesn't find a way to make them move without the ball, they will just keep playing like they are at the moment without scoring any goals. And what's even worse is that when they get the ball in counter-attack, all of them keeps it for too long. They don't have look for anyone else, they just try to run with the ball by themselves until they lose it. We could see it during this game, especially in the last 10 minutes. They had so many counter-attacks where, where they could score like 5 more goals, but all of them wanted to do it by themselves. They didn't care about the rest of the team. The team that looked so good during the last week was Manchester City. They had easy game against Everton and won. And when you look at that game, I am so impressed with so many players. Cancelo's growth over the last two seasons is amazing. He went from right back that was so unmotivated and had such a lack of discipline to the player that plays at left back position and looks amazing. He moves a lot, he knows where to be at every single action and in this season he is even contributing with goals and assists. Rodri scored a great goal in that game and you love to see that he can do those kind of things. So he is developing as well. But the thing that's weird is I love to see City playing without Sterling and De Bruyne. And what's weird about it is that those were the two players that maybe carried, carried the team over the last few seasons. De Bruyne with his creation and everything and Sterling was top, top scorer for a few seasons. Because when neither of them is playing, they look like a great team. They all play as a one. They are all mo moving, covering each other, helping fix the mistakes and everything. Even when you look at them, they do not look like the team that is missing striker. Even though they are always playing with false nine, uh, with player that is usually either winger or midfield player. And their second game of the week was against Paris Saint-Germain. And that was maybe one of the best games over the last few years. There was so much pace in that game. Atmosphere in the stadium was never like that. It's weird when you think about it. They played at that Etihad and the crowd was, crowd was cheering during the whole game. They wanted more. They sometimes had some issues with City's style of game because City did not attack during the whole game. They had 
periods of the game where they just had to defend. But every player did their best, especially when you think that they didn't have a lot of rotation. Zinchenko had to start at the game as midfield player, and it's not that he played there, is is there that the fact that he didn't play few a lot of games at all this season, neither as left back and definitely not as central midfield player. But the probably the best player in City so far this season is Bernardo Silva. He changed his position, he's playing as central midfield player, not as offensive midfield player or right wing. He's he learned how to defend. He's running so much during every game. I don't know how how is he so prepared because when you look at him you wouldn't say that. But looking at Paris Saint Germain's team Martinez was good. Paredes surprised me. He was really good. And now I'm wondering if Paredes were more disciplined during his career, would he be better player at the moment? And the fact that Pochettino started the game with three defensively oriented midfield players showed me that he wanted to defend, but when you have Neymar, Mbappe and Messi in the attack, you know that they are not gonna go back and help the team defend. So how actually can you be good at defending with seven players doing it? Because when City does it, every single player is there, so every will, everyone will defend. And when they attack, they will attack with every single player. So that leaves Paris Saint-Germain in a difficult position. So maybe this was Pochettino's chance while he was in Manchester just to stay there and to sign contract with Manchester United and try doing something there. Because you're not just managing Paris Saint-Germain, you're managing those three personalities and that's, that is a hard job for every every manager, but especially Pochettino since he didn't have experience managing so many big players at the moment. I was hoping to see maybe Sergio Ramos for a few minutes and if the game was going in a different way maybe we would get a chance to see him. But I guess we'll have to wait for League One game to see him play. Real Madrid also had two wins in last week, and the first one was against Granada. They scored four times, but they are looking good, playing fast and scoring a lot. Action where Winnie scored was beautiful. In that action, both Benzema and Modric had some great vision and beautiful passes that led to Winnie scoring. They also won in the Champions League against Sharp. They scored three times. Alaba had goal from free kick. But they are still not defending well. They are still conceding from almost every team they play against. And real challenge is coming. They are qualified for the next round of the Champions League. And I guess that's the moment we will actually see how good Real Madrid is and how many players do they need, how big change is needed in the team. There was also talk about Isco. He doesn't look like he will sign new contract with Real Madrid. I mean, he he won't be offered new contract and he doesn't know where to go. He would like prefer to stay in Madrid to live there, so the only other option would be Atletico Madrid. And when we look at his play style, would he fit in? Would he even get a chance to play? Or if he, if he does, 
where would that position be? Would he be like winger or midfield player? Barcelona played their first game with Xavi, and they don't look like their fitness is at best at this moment. They didn't win against Benfica, and we'll see what what this means for them. Will we see Barcelona in Europa League for the first time ever? They will have to look for their Champions League spot against Bayern Munich. And I guess that is not such a problem because Bayern is all already qualified. They might rotate team for a bit. And if they win in that game and qualify because Benfica didn't manage to win their game, they'll be so lucky. But it would give Xavi a bit more time to prepare for their second part of the season.